everybody, and happy holidays. This mini-movie review is about 2018's All the Creatures Were Stirring. This movie is directed by Rebecca McKendry and David Ian McKendry. It was initially released April 6, 2018. Now, I've heard about this movie a little bit, just through different channels and things that I pay attention to, and I always am up for a new anthology. So when I saw this one, I saw that the holidays were coming up and I want to do something festive, uh, I decided to check out this one. It is an hour and 20 minutes long. I'm just, go ahead, I'm just gonna go ahead and read both of the summaries here for this one. So for All the Creatures Are Stirring, it's about the joyful spirit of Christmas takes one dark turn after another. From sadistic office parties and last minute shopping nightmares to vengeful stalkers and immortal demons. And then on IMDb, the summary that I find here is, says, okay, they just took part of it from there. When an awkward date on Christmas Eve leads a couple into a strange theater, they're treated to a bizarre and frightening collection of Christmas stories with characters trying to avoid the horror of the holidays. So that'll be fun. It's kind of neat when it, that's that's a good setup where like they'll have the couple or the original people watching whatever and they're, you know, they show up at a theater, they show up. Usually it's someone, like with Tales from the Hood, the guy that kind of talks them through it, you know, kind of thing. So kind of a good way to, to set it up. So hopefully this will be really fun. It looks like it's pretty cool. It's got a nice cover. It's got like a little creepy dude inside of a Christmas ornament. So yeah, so I'm gonna go check this out and I'll be back and let you know what I think. And I'm back. I watched 2018's All the Creatures Were Stirring. Let's talk about it. You guys, this is a pretty unique anthology. At least I thought so. The way it was set up was different and it kept me interested. The main theme for this anthology itself, for me at least, I find it's everything focuses on Christmas Eve. So it's basically like, don't spend it alone. Oh my God, how dare you? Or it's so sad that you're alone on Christmas Eve. We can't handle it <laughs> kind of thing. So it starts out, there's a man and a woman. They meet outside of a theater. They both are alone on Christmas Eve. So I guess they're like friends. And they were like, hey, let's go see the show or whatever. I think it's supposed to be a movie theater, but it's also just like a regular theater. I mean, maybe it's not supposed to be a movie theater, but it's a theater. So like they get there and all the little vignettes are getting acted out by people on stage before it goes into the actual movie part of the vignette, which is kind of different. I thought it was unique. I thought it was cool. I also kind of wanted to see what some of these stories were going to look like if they were acted out completely by people. That would have been kind of interesting because they kind of, every time the, each little story ends, they show like the people still acting it out on stage. So this couple gets together. The one guy's kind of hoping I think it's a date, but it's more just like friends. And they go into the theater and he has already reserved tickets ahead of time just in case, you know, that it was going to be full. And this blonde lady who is like the ticket taker, she does everything pretty much. Um, she's also like the usher and things. She shows up and she, you could tell she, she doesn't want to be there. So she's just like, whatever. So she gives them their stuff. She doesn't even talk. She just acts like she's so over being here at this movie theater, right? So he goes to answer a phone call. It, he has to take it. Every time he gets a phone call, he's like, oh my gosh, I have to take this. I'll be right back. So she's standing there waiting for him to go into the theater. And there's this creepy older dude sitting there reading a book. I think it was like Patterson's, some sort of book about birds or something. And he just keeps creeping on her and looking at her real creepy. And you're like, what is this guy's deal? So he comes back out from taking the phone call. They go into the theater and it's really small. It only holds maybe like 20, 30 people. The ticket taker is also the usher. And she's just funny because she 
You can tell she just doesn't care. The way she guides them to their seat is pretty kind of funny. So it's just a black stage with an easel and then like little boards that are going to say the name of each little story. This lady comes out who's also like another usher and her hair is all crazy. And she comes out and barely makes like a face and she pulls the first one. And so it starts out with the first story. And this one is called The Stockings Were Hung. This one is about an office Christmas party. Basically, no one really wants to go to this Christmas party. It's Christmas Eve. Everyone wants to go home. The boss is busy on the phone, so busy that he tells the janitor, like, just clean up, you know, make sure it's clean this time, just is being disrespectful, and everyone who works there is trying to get out of there on time. Um, the one guy is funny. He forgot there's, like, a secret Santa thing or whatever, and he was like, oh, man, I forgot. So he runs over to his desk, and he's, like, looking at a stapler, and he grabs, like, a paperweight or something and some other things, and he just takes, like, printer paper and wraps it up with tape and is like, ta-da. And they show it a couple times, so it's kind of like a Chekhov's present kind of thing. It's going to come back later. So they all go into this break room or whatever to have the party. And there's like, I think there's like eight people or something in there. They get in there, and the boss gets in there, and he's like, thank you guys all for this, you know, for what you did this year. It's been great, whatever. And then just as he's going to, like, give people individual attentions for whatever awards or recognitions they did, he gets another phone call, so then he's like, I got to take this. So he steps out of the room. So they decide to start the game. So it's basically the thing of you open a present and then the next person can choose to open a present or steal what you have. So the one girl opens a gift and she gets a bottle of balsamic vinegar or something like that. And it was made by one of, the, I think, the HR lady. And um, she's like, oh my God, thank you. And the lady's like, I make it myself, you know, and stuff. And so then the next one, the guy who brought the gift that didn't forgot all about it, he gets in there and he's like, okay, I'll open a gift. And so he grabs this box and he starts to open it. And immediately a gunshot goes off into his head. His brain's all over the back of the wall, totally kicking off this story and totally drawing me in. Because I was immediately like, oh, okay, this is where we're going to go with this. All right, this is fun. This is different. I haven't seen like anything like this before. That totally kicks the party into gear. Everyone freaks out. The guy is dead. They're like, oh my gosh, what happened? What, is, what are with these gifts? What's going on? They try to leave the office. They can't. They're stuck in there. They look out there and I think they see their boss has been killed or whatever. So then they get this phone call. I don't like the video call things or whatever, but it's not a video. It's just like, um, you know, like the three-way calls or whatever. And there's this guy's voice. And this guy's kind of hamming it up a little bit, but it gets kind of creepy. And he's just like, ha, 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 you know, Merry Christmas, whatever. Um, I'm going to let this gas into the room. You guys have 10 minutes to open these gifts. There's some special gifts in here for you. If you don't open them, I'm going to set all the gas going and kill you all. But unless you play my game, you know, you don't have a chance of getting out of here. And they're like, okay. And, you know, like they can't get a signal on the phone. Not, they can't get out. So they got to play the game. So they start playing the game. They find a gun and a bullet. There's some pictures of one of the women in the office kind of having an affair with another one. And everyone just starts getting angry at each other. One guy particularly keeps going off. Uh, he's just mad about everything. He finds out he could have got fired and he's just, he's really losing it. They're, they're losing it really quick, which is a little, I don't, I feel like it wouldn't happen, but I'm not sure. I mean, I've never been in a situation like that and hopefully I won't ever have to be. So by the end, a few people have died from like gas. They look outside. The one guy who got out of there early to avoid the party, he was caught and died too from gas. Guess that, I don't know. It just makes you like spit pink stuff out of your mouth and it's like real, it's like green and stuff. So it gets down to a couple people who they're all fighting and the one guy slits his throat, which is real crazy. And then they're basically, they unwrap the paperweight. The one chick's trying to beat the other guy. Everyone's fighting. I really like this story, but it did end a little abruptly for me, which I was kind of like expecting a little more. So all of a sudden you see the janitor out there with his mop 
thing and he's wearing a gas mask and another woman in the office has a gas mask too. She found it among the presents. I guess she kept opening them while they were fighting. Unless she was part of it. That's what I'm not sure. So the gas goes all off because the 10 minutes run out or something like that. So he's got the mask on and then the woman in the office does. And then at the end it just shows her walking out, taking off the mask. She's been crying and then she just walks down the street. So it was a little bit abrupt for me. I did really like it, but it was also like, is she part of it? Is she not? Is she just not going to say anything? Apparently, you know, it was a disgruntled janitor, which you kind of don't think about it at first. It's just a throwaway comment in the beginning of how the boss kind of dismisses him. And I guess he just didn't like that. That's the end of the first story. So then again, the usher lady comes out, one of the usher ladies, and she pulls the next card. This next story is called Dash Away All. And this one is a little different. This one has to do more with like shopping and things like that. And so there's a guy and he's leaving the store and it's Christmas Eve and he's like, can't believe I'm out here running all these errands. The store just closed. He's all alone in the parking lot. His wife's like, please get home. Your mother is driving me crazy. You know, things like that. And he's like, I'm coming, I'm coming. So he gets to the car. He locks his keys in his car with his phone. So he's like, great, perfect. It's cold outside. He wants to get home. In the parking lot, there's one other car. It's like a, a van, right? And so... Instead of just grabbing a rock or something, like there's houses nearby. Like I would have been looking for a rock to just break the window. He goes over to this mysterious van and starts knocking on it. Like, hey, anybody in there? I need to use your phone. So these two young women come out. They're like in their 20s or so. And they're like, hey, yeah, you can use our phone or whatever. They're a little suspicious, a little cautious, you know, but nothing really crazy. They're like, you can come in the van if you want to warm up. And he's like, nah, it's all right. And they kind of talk a little bit and he mentions how it's almost his birthday and then like the whole Christmas thing's coming up because he was born on Christmas. So it's his birthday as well as the holidays. He just wants to get home. It's going to be like 30 to 45 minutes or something for um, roadside assistance to show up. So I don't know how far he is from home, but apparently not enough to where his wife could come get him. So the van goes to leave, but then they decide to turn around and come back. I think they come back to give him like something to wear so he could stay warm or something. They're like, we couldn't leave you here, you know, we'll wait with you or whatever. And he notices that there's door of the van on the side is open a little. And he thinks he hears something or sees something. And he's like, is there someone else in there with you? And they're like, no, what? You know, and then <laughs> there's no one in there. And then you see this black clawed hand like come out. And he's like, okay, there's something definitely in there. You're lying. And he opens it up and this dark demon creature with these nasty teeth and claws come out. And he's like, what's going on and everything. And so the girls start chanting and freaking out and they cut their hands and they're cutting him and like rubbing their blood and they're chanting. And this whole time, apparently for the past three years, these two women have had to control this evil, this demon. And if you don't, it will kill your family. It will kill everything. And there's only like a certain perimeter that you can stay within the demon. It's not that far. So if you go outside of that, he'll kill you. And if you go outside of that and bring him along, he'll kill your family. Or it's like this whole thing. But it only affects people who were born on Christmas. So you have to find someone else to pass it on to. So they decide to pass it on to this guy. And the one chick, she takes off running before the whole process is done. Before she realizes that she's past the parameter. And so the demon kills her and starts eating her or whatever. Kind of sad because the guy's just like, really? I can't believe you did this to me. What do you mean I'm a keeper of some evil or whatever? So he gets this mark on him and he has to drive in the van now. And they, the one chick who survives takes his car and she's like, what's your address? I'll drop your presents off to your kids and stuff. And basically they screwed him over because they've been stuck with this evil. And you can only find someone who ha has been born on Christmas as they both were to do this. And she's like, well, it only took us three years. You know, you have to figure it out. It's, it's kind of sad because you're like, oh, cool. Like he has kids and he can't go home because if he does, they're probably going to, the demon's going to kill them. So now it's going to look like he just abandoned them as a father, you know, and just kind of thing. And, and, uh, 
Yeah, so that one was a little irritating just because of that thing. But it also seemed weird to me that you had to be born on Christmas and you had to find someone like that. It didn't really make a whole lot of sense, but it was interesting. It was a different kind of spin on it. I wasn't really expecting it or anything. So that's how that one ends. He's pretty much just screwed and the chick gets away. She's not too gleeful about it, but I, I mean, I'm sure she's excited. So now it goes back to the theater and the usher comes out again and she pulls the next one. And the third story is called All Through the House. And this one is a play on A Christmas Carol. This one was a little predictable for me. It was still kind of fun, but I some of these I could kind of call what was going to happen before it happened. This one was probably the most like that. So it's this guy who's kind of grumpy and the neighbor next door decorates the house like hardcore to where the light is shining into the house. And it starts out him drawing a, a mustache and stuff on a Santa lamp in his neighbor's yard and his neighbor comes over to ask for money for something for his kids and the guy's like... He's just real sarcastic and he, he holds the door open and he's like, oh my God, it's shutting. Oh my God. And just like closes it on him. And then he does some cocaine and he calls his kind of chick on the side, but she's busy with her family and he, ha he doesn't want anything to do with Christmas and he's alone on Christmas Eve. So then the TV, he's watching an old movie and it kind of starts to look like people he knows. It looks like the woman he was with, he's with and things like that. And the channel is called like Bah Humbug and things. And so three ghosts are going to show up to see him or whatever. He reads it on like a little piece of paper. It's just these like black entities with glowing eyes. And they go back and they show him like when he was a kid in his house and how he was like forced to sing to his family or something. And then there's one where it's kind of foreshadowing where the neighbor comes over drunk to confront him. They get in a fight. He falls over and gets his head hit on the table and dies. But since he doesn't really have any friends or anything, it's so long before anyone finds his body and he gets decayed and then they show like these rats eating him. But you can tell they're like kind of like pet rats, but it was still kind of fun. And he was like, no, I can't believe that's going to happen. I have friends. I have friends. You know, he's freaking out. So yeah, kind of walks him through like different things like that. What was really funny is before the ghost even showed up, when he was doing the cocaine, he snorts it. And then the next time he comes back, he's got tinsel in his nose. Like he was snorting tinsel, which I thought was kind of cute, kind of fun. So he starts like freaking out and that's when all the stuff happens. So that was kind of fun. So now he's just, he's back to where he is. He, he's alive. He's like, oh, thank you. Yes, I'm alive. And then the neighbor comes back and he's drunk and he's doing the same thing he was in the prediction or whatever. So immediately the guy's just like, here, take my money, take my wallet, Merry Christmas. I don't care. Merry Christmas. <laughs> and he just goes and like runs out the house or whatever and starts making like snow angels in the yard. And then the neighbor guy, he's in the, in the doorway and he's like, I hate Christmas. And then it ends. So now they're back at the theater and it's intermission. And he gets up and he goes, the guy who, who's with the girl there, they get up, they go to get intermission. She comes up to the blonde chick who's the usher. You find out she has a twin. They both couldn't care less where they are right now. She gets a bottle of water. The guy runs into the, goes into the bathroom to take a phone call. It sounds a little heated in there, but she's like, you know, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, I'm fine. The creepy guy's still creeping on her. Then they go back into the theater and it starts up again. So this next one, the fourth story is called arose such a clatter. This one is about a guy who's driving along at night. He took these shots of this woman, like kind of like a model thing, and he's looking at him while he's driving, which is not smart. And then when he looks up, he hits a deer and he hits it pretty hard. And he comes out there and it's all bloody and he starts dragging the deer over to the side and the deer starts moving. And so he gets, he doesn't even hesitate. He just pulls up a rock, just bashes this deer's head in. And then when he drives away to go home, they show a clip of the collar, which they show multiple times, which I'm like, I get it. Okay. The collar says Blitzen. So you're like, oh, snap. It's Santa's reindeer. This guy's going to get it. 
So he gets back home. The chick he was taking pictures of is there, surprisingly. She's like, you can't be alone on Christmas Eve. And they're drinking and stuff. And they start hearing this noise. There was like a knock at the door. And it sounds like something's skittling around on the roof. What happens is the, I guess the ghost of Blitzen. I thought like something else like Santa or all the other deer were going to come back. Because you kind of see when he's driving, there's like a red light behind him. And I was like, oh, is that Rudolph? Are they after him? But he gets there and then, you know, they open the door and they're like, oh my gosh. And they run around the house. And he runs upstairs. And from out of one of the upstairs bedrooms or something, a deer comes out. And you basically just see like antlers and stuff. And it kind of hits him in the stomach and kills him. And then later the chick goes upstairs and there's also some antlers on the wall. So I guess he's a hunter as well. Maybe that's why he didn't hesitate. I don't know when he killed Blitzen. And then she gets taken out too. So that's the end of that one. That one was all right. Kind of wanted a little bit more for that one, but it was okay. But they did keep showing Blitzen on the thing. I was like, okay, I got it. It's Blitzen. Okay. No, that one was kind of interesting. And then the next one, they go back to the, the theater. Usher comes out, pulls out a new thing. Um, this vignette is called In a Twinkling. And this one... There's a guy who, he wants to be alone on Christmas Eve. His friends won't let him. He's there. He's got some chains. For a second, like he's looking outside, there's like a full moon kind of thing. You're, for a second, you're kind of thinking, is this a werewolf thing? Is he going to chain himself up because of the werewolf? His one chick friend or whatever calls and she's like, oh my gosh, we're all going to hang out. It's going to be so much fun. And she, she's like, no, you can't come here. I need to be alone. Next thing you know, there's a do- uh, ring at the door or whatever. And four of his friends, including this girl, come running in and they're like, oh my gosh, Merry Christmas. You can't be alone on Christmas Eve. Woo. You know, and he's like, you have to go. And they're like, no, no, it's fine. We're going to set up some food. It's going to be fun or whatever, you know. And so he takes his friend into the other room and you can tell they're kind of like best friends. She sees the chains and she's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm trying to tell you what's going on. And she's like, you know what? Never mind. I need a cigarette. So she goes outside and when she's sitting there having a cigarette, she sees the shining light coming from where the moon is around the area. And she's like, that's weird. And then it splits into three and then the light hits her. And next thing you know, she's in like a black and white old timey movie kind of thing. And she goes back into the house and her friend is there. And then her other three friends are sitting there too. And they're all having dinner. And she's like, where'd this food come from? We didn't have this much food. And her friends are acting really weird. And they're all like, sit down, have dinner with us. Would you like to say a blessing? You know, they're acting just like really strange. And she sits down next to her guy friend and she's like, what is going on? And he's like, I tried to warn you. And so basically what this one is, is aliens. These aliens show up to have Christmas with him for some reason. They've been doing this for a decade. It's been 10 years. They come back every like Christmas Eve to spend time with this guy. He's used to it by now. I'm not sure what the chains were, maybe to keep them out of the house or something. But they're pretty low key as far as aliens go. Like they don't seem too bad. They don't like you to ask a whole lot of questions. They get irritated with that. But she's like, what is going on? And they're sitting there having dinner and he goes back into the back. The guy does, comes back out and shoots them, all three of them. And she's like, what did you just do? You know, and then they just pop back up and then she starts figuring out what's going on. So she keeps trying to leave, but then she keeps coming back through like the cabinet or the side room. Like there's no way to get out of this. And he's like, you just got to go with it. You just got to spend time with them. He's like, trust me, I've tried everything. And then she's like, why are you doing this? And they get all mad and like all scary faced. And he's like, you don't, they don't like when you do that. So don't. So they give her like a sweater as a gift and she's just going along with it. By now she's just like, even this fucking gift. Okay. She gets a sweater. She looks back and all three of them are wearing the same sweater. They're like, do you like it? Do you like the gift? Do you want eggnog? Like, it's kind of funny. At one point he gets a snow globe and it's so cute. It's a little alien snow globe of like little grays or whatever in it and little snow. And I'm like, ah, so cute. And so then she gets another gift and it's this doll she always wanted. And you find out that his friend never really celebrated Christmas much. Her parents were assholes or something I don't know 
And she wanted this doll really bad and she never got it. And so she keeps the holidays really close to her because it means a lot to her. And somehow them coming together to spend Christmas Eve together makes the aliens go away. And so they come back and they're in front of this tree that was decorated there. And there's a little note that's like, hey, thanks for spending the holidays with us or whatever, you know, sincerely the aliens. And so now they're together. I don't think like as a couple, but it's just like they have each other and they were spending Christmas together. And that's pretty much it. That was the end of that one. That one was pretty cute. I liked how weird the aliens were. There really wasn't a reason for it, but it was kind of fun. And if you thought about like the different years that he's been going through this by himself, trying to figure out what this deal is, and now he's just kind of like, yep, this is what happens every year. So I don't know if it would happen the next year now. It seems like they seem satisfied, but they just had a lot of questions about Christmas. So that was the end of that one. And now we move on to the last one. This one's called And To All A Good Night. And this one starts out where they're sitting there and the people are acting it out on the stage. It's a mimic of the man and the woman in the theater. And the guy, the real guy, he's been looking kind of ill this whole time. Every, after every little section, he looks more and more ill. And now he looks really bad. And she's like, are you okay? And he's like, I have to go. And he like goes to leave. Now there's even less people in the theater. I think the only guy there now is the creepy guy. And they're watching it on stage and these people are acting out their parts. But then this time they show him having a conversation in the bathroom to someone about how he's got this urge to feed and he can't fight it anymore and he's going to have to eat. And you're like, is this guy a monster? And she doesn't know it. She's starting to get really nervous. She's looking around like, um, should I go? You know, what's going to happen? So then the guy comes back and she's like, are you okay? And he's like, yeah, yeah, I'm just starving. You know, whatever, I'm hungry. And then she's like, what? And then for like a split second, he looks like a monster. And she's like, whoa. And he's like, are you okay? And then it ends. And then the guy's laughing. He's sitting there in the seat. The crazy guy is just laughing. And then that's compl- that's it. It goes to credits. And I found it a bit unsatisfying. I-, I wanted to know more. Like, I mean, I guess the guy's a monster. Fine. I'm not sure what the creepy guy's thing was. For the most part, I really did like this anthology. I thought it was really fun and unique. If I had to pick a weakest one, I think the deer one, Arose Such a Clatter, was probably the one I didn't care for the most. And then the strongest one... I really did like In a Twinkling. I thought the Alien one was really well done. I also did like the Office one. Even if it did end abruptly, I thought it was a pretty cool twist and fun thing to have on there. But this whole anthology really wasn't all that gory or super creepy. But it definitely was interesting and entertaining. And I had a good time with it. So I would definitely recommend 2018's All the Creatures Were Stirring. If I had to rate it, which I'm going to rate it with Alien Snow Globes because they were super cute and I want one. I would give it six and a half alien snow globes out of 10. Thank you so much for listening and have a good one.